Voice at the Table provides practical information to ensure people with a cognitive disability have a real and equal voice on boards, committees and advisory groups. We do this by providing training for people with an acquired brain injury or intellectual disability and through a peer-led monthly meetup. We educate organisations and government departments to use inclusive meeting practices by providing training and resources. But most importantly, VAT tries to make the world a place where everyone is equal and can participate by being given supports they need to contribute the way they want. Our board is disability-led and our resources and training are co-produced and facilitated by people with a disability. Come check us out, voiceatthetable.com.au we gather together today on this special place to continue our learning journey together. We acknowledge the boy, Barang, and Boom, Barang, people of the Kumar Nation as the tradition producing of this land and waters of the place where we are recording this podcast and the sovereign had not been Jesus. We knowledge and pay respect to the oldest past and present and emerging. We also pay respect to the first Nathan, you are listening. We remember the self-advocates who have worked really, really hard over the years for the right for themselves and other people with disabilities to live in the community and for equality and human rights for all. Nothing about us without us. Chat. Welcome to Vat Chat. Another episode and another amazing, amazing person. Today we have the especially amazing Becky. Beck is a self-advocate, obviously, um, but also an absolute gun at setting up things and organising people and all that sort of stuff. To start off with, let's hear from you, Becky. What, what do you, how do you describe yourself uh, so my name is Beck, Beck Becca Rosebill. Um, I am a disability self-advocate. Uh, I have been a disability advocate for uh, over 10 years. I first got into self-advocacy through a day service called Coinda, and we had, like, these people from Valid come down to talk to myself and a few others at a day service and talking about starting up a self-advocacy group. And then we, 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 we said yes to all that and then we started a, 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 just a little network, self-advocacy network down in Warnabula, which is about two and a half hours from Melbourne. And it was only just a handful of us. It was only like, I think, if my memory corrects me, maybe at 40. And then over the years that grew into hundreds now. So, uh, and... Basically, our group meets up twice a month in different locations, Hamilton, uh, Terang, Warnable, and we, we, we're all passionate about 
having our, our voices heard. We, we talk about inclusion. We talk about transport, which is one of our biggest issues here in Warrnambool because the train that goes from Melbourne to Warrnambool is pretty much not accessible. And we've been fighting for the last probably eight years or more trying to get a, a better train, accessible train for Warrnambool. So, yeah. And apart from that, that, after, like, I've done a few other things as well besides just doing that. I also um, work with Sarua based in Melbourne and that, that kicked off from being uh, the representative for all abilities. So I've been working with Sarua for the last eight years and I've been on several of their projects. One of them was the Australian South Overseas Project uh, another one was the voice at the table. I was I first got I was one of the very first guinea pigs for that when it first came out. Um, and then um, also that led on to working with uh, women with disability, which I ended up doing a course of them, which was another leadership program for women with disabilities. And um, also, I mean, also part of the NDIS lobby group, which I'm still a part of. Um, and that, 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 that group usually meets up before COVID, was meeting up probably three times a month, spread them off. So, and we, we'd go to, we'd have a talk to CEO about having funding for self-advocacy groups and uh, having some funding also for projects for self-advocacy groups as well. Um, so I've been on part of that board for the last six, five years. Um, and then there's been just other little projects in between that I've been a part of. It's also a part of Reinforce. I've been with them for, I've been a member, been a member with them for about, around the same time, eight years. Um, and I'm also um, on the Victorian Self Advocacy Group, which is again we meet up probably I don't know, once a month. So yeah, and um, I think that's basically it, Ron. So yeah, do I can think of. Oh, I I wouldn't say uh, basically. Oh, <laughs> that's quite here. a lot. But, but yeah, I'm also the peer worker for the Voice at the Table. So I help organise meetings. My role is to make sure that everyone gets in contact, know when the meetings are, uh, help do the flyers, help make the agenda up uh, and also contact texting as well, texting everyone uh, prior, a day before the actual Zoom meeting because um, we haven't done the face-to-face meetings for a while I think since COVID has been run through Zoom. So... And I, um, I have a support worker there that helps me. The, her name is Julie, so she helps me organise the meetings and make sure that we're, everyone knows when it's on and that they're, they're notified when the meeting is. So that meeting is once a month. And we have guest speakers that come along to that meeting. So our last guest speaker, I think, was uh, Frank. He's a disability self-advocate, has been for years. So he was one of our guest speakers this month and he just did an awesome talk about his life as an advocate, self-advocate and all the work he's done over the years. And, yeah. And then yeah. Our, next, our next one is next month and we've got 
Um, COVID training. So yeah, for our next month meeting. The- so it's pretty full on. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's it is not yeah. just the, the that's only like the work aspect of your life. It isn't is, it? it is. And plus I'm also the, the media person for Saru Facebook page. So I help post up articles on their page, on their on Saru's <laughs> Facebook page. So yeah. I don't know where you find all this time, Becky. You're just <laughs> amazing. <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to That Chat. You've been going to a, a personal trainer. Yes, I have a personal trainer because I, I, I mean, I've been, um, what happened was I put on a lot of weight after, just before my, yes, yeah, just before my stepdad passed away from an ankle surgery and um, and so I had to do a lot of changing because when it sort of hit home because my health was going really downhill. I had ankle and foot pain, my back, I also had back pain. I could hardly walk. I struggled, I struggled breathing because I was also a smoker as well and a drinker. So it, it really impacted my health. So I went on this, I suppose what they call a health journey, health-wise journey. And for the last three years, I've just been working myself. I have been smoke-free for two years. I mean, I haven't drank an alcohol within two years as well. So and I feel a lot better for it. So, yeah, that's, uh, I must admit, the giving up smoking was the best decision I ever made as well. Yeah, it was, it, it was hard, but I, I had to do it. It was because yeah. it was impacting my breathing, uh, literally. I was struggling to breathe. You just walked down the street. It was like, you know, it's just I couldn't hardly breathe. I could probably go get to the corner and that would be it. Then I had to walk all the way back home because yeah. I struggled uh, literally. And, and it was a wake-up call. I lost my uncle to cancer, both my uncles to cancer, and it just gave me this huge wake up call that I had to change my life. It was either change it now or be probably dead by the time I'm in my 40s. And, yeah, and now I'm 41. And so, yeah. and I'm Not dead. So, <laughs> I, I feel way better for it. Like I connect, I'm, I do skateboarding. So I do a bit of skateboarding with my personal, with yeah. my, uh, with a support worker. I also do roller skating on a Sunday. That's in Warnable. So I travel on a train to Warnable to do roller skating. Uh, I'm also doing a bike ride for cancer. Um, so that starts in April. Uh, my link to that page, if anyone wants to sponsor me, is on my Facebook page. So, and I've got, I'm, uh, I'm going to ride each day to help raise funds for Peter, the Peter uh, Mac. So I'm doing this, I'm doing this ride for, for all those who are fighting cancer, but also for my mum who was diagnosed two years ago with lymphoma, low-grade lymphoma. She has, she's now in remission, has been for last, she's obviously three years now, two, two years in remission, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, she um, she also went from having a low lymphoma to having a heart a, a pacemaker put in there. So I'm doing it for her and I'm doing it for all those who are fighting cancer and all those who have passed on by cancer, so, yeah. Absolutely amazing, and something I think all of us should be supporting. Um, so we'll pop those links onto our our VAT chat page, so you can find the spot to oh, go. Oh, thank you, Warren. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, every cent counts. So yeah. Yeah. 
And and even if Becky's campaign is finished by the time you hear this, just go on that page anyway. And yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm sure there'll be links from that page to uh, update donations and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, Thank so you, Warren. Every little bit helps. It does, it does. So the rice are happy in, in April and it goes for it to May. So, yeah. yeah, I'm starting training this week on it. So, yeah. <laughs> But that's not all you do. You do uh, horse riding? Yes, horse riding. Yes. Uh, so I do a um, bit of, uh, I do horse riding. I do vaulting, which is like gymnastics, but it's on an actual moving horse. So I first, I, I do the training on a barrel, and then I take those moves onto a horse called Banjo. And I hope to be, last year I was meant to go into the, and go into the Australian vaulting competitions but due to COVID it was cancelled so I'm hoping to do it this year to enter in this year to the vaulting competitions and um yeah and I have a lady who run this lady who does it Sharon she runs for all abilities for people with different types of disabilities and then um they they um they can, they can they can either do the vaulting on a horse or they can do on a barrel but I'm, I do I'm, when I go into the competitions I'll be doing both so yeah Wow, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I, I keep using that word amazing, but I think it's probably the most appropriate word for you, Nick. Yes. Just, yeah. You amaze me with your energy wow. and the scope of how many different things you do. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, and that all sort of comes in from my weight loss journey. So, and quitting smoking is, it's just makes me, I've got so much energy because of that. So, I also do a, uh, I'm doing, I uh, have been for the last year three, I think we're on my third week, fourth week of uh, Super Camp, which is like a boot camp. On a Wednesday night, I do that every Wednesday night for an hour with a group of people in Camperdown, and that really gets your heart racing. So, but it's uh, really energizing. I do, and that also involves um, boxing. So, we do a bit of boxing at the end of it, and that's really fun. And then on a Thursday night, I do karate. I'm doing karate now. So, I'm doing a bit of karate train now, which is really fun too. So, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> When, when do you get time just to sit and relax? Hardly <laughs> ever. Like uh, pretty much on the weekends. I do. Weekends. I, I make time for myself. So. And then I also oh. have um, my music teacher that I have come in on a Friday, every second Friday. Um, so, and we sing, we, we, uh, we, um, we play tunes on the guitar together and sing songs. So that's on a every second Friday with Gary. So, yeah. You can find out more, voiceatthetable.com.au. Being so busy, it makes me wonder how mm-hmm. you got into everything in, to begin with. And you and I talked a, a few times over the over the years and yeah. you've said about um, the journey with all abilities and... I think that's an absolutely fascinating journey. And so maybe if, if we could go back to the start before yeah, all abilities that. was was all abilities. So, yeah, so before yeah. all abilities was all abilities, um, it was classed as self, 
um, self-worth, self-efficacy, but we had to change the name due to the fact that there's already an agency called self-worth advocacy. And so we, so Kylie Camp decided who's our facilitator, came up with some names and then got the guy to pick out what name they wanted. So at first, before we came abilities, we were, um, we were a network group, self-efficacy network group. So that was the first name picked out. And then I think about two, three years later, we had to change again because the fact is that, that it was too long. The name was too long because it was only Southwest Self Advocacy Network Group and everyone felt that was a little bit too long. So then Kylie came up with a few other names and one of them was the All Abilities and everyone picked the All Abilities. Just, it just made sense and just as a, wasn't as long so, and uh, you can find us on Facebook. Yeah, all abilities advocacy. Yeah. And then uh, underneath it, it's got keeping self advocacy stronger. So, as uh, underneath it, but it's underneath. If you just type in all abilities advocacy, you'll find the the group there, and then you can just join up. And we, we we've done a heap of different projects over the years. Um, one of them was the, um, the Dangerous Deeds Exhibition, which Sari had a huge hand in that, um, organising that and getting the videos down to, um, to Warnable. That exhibition ran over through four, four days, I think it might have been, or might have five, and we had a number of people come down for it. We had also guest speakers. Um, we had... Um, Reinforce come down. They came down and they did a bit of speaking at, at the um, at one of the workshops. We had also brain injury maths guys come down and do a talk as well. Uh, we did a we had a workshop where where the guys just came in and they did dream catches, made up some dream catches, and then had them displayed at the art museum, and then. We are at the at the final night. They had a huge, uh, a huge, huge night. They had the the work, the artwork that the guys drew, um, flected on to the uh, theatre, the lighthouse theatre, and they also had live music as well. And it was a fantastic night. So yeah, many yeah. thousands of people turned up for it and. So yeah, we've also had forums. We've held a, we've had a lot of forums from the Helmut Saru. So one of the forums was why self advocacy matters. Uh, other ones where we've uh, forums that we've had over the years um, is the transport one. There was, there was transport, why self advocacy matters, dangerous deeds, and now just the last nearly probably three three years, probably correct four years. The biggest project that the that, that the group has ever had is the Find Your Voice All Ability Choir. So yeah, and that's been going roughly around four years now. And that's made up of all types of abilities, all sexualities, and it's literally who's like there's over 300 people in the oh, wow. choir altogether. 300 in one choir. It's like yes. the, uh, the, the choir of hard knocks. And- oh yes. <laughs> it's yeah. that. And they and they um they actually played live at the folk festival um this weekend is gone so yeah yep uh, down at uh, Port Ferry Folk Festival yeah. yep yeah. that's fantastic 
I've been down to that festival a few times over the years. Wow. And also they were on Australian. They also were also on Australian um, Got Talent. So that video still floats around Facebook a little bit, but, yeah. You're listening to That Chat. I want to talk about the, uh, the, the work that you've been doing on the train. And oh, the, the work. That there's no, no accessible train. Exactly. Well, well, well it, it is accessible, but I, don't, I wouldn't call it exactly accessible because the carriage itself is that older. It's a disability okay. accessible carriage, but it's very older. And the problem is half the time it's never on, on, it's never on the actual trainer and people have to ring up and ensure that's on there. Um, and a lot of the times, yeah, a lot of the, if you're from Warnerbola, a lot of people that are basically in wheelchairs are being forced to take taxis to where they're going at because it's, yeah, half time's never on or they can't get it on or something was broken down. So they've, they've been told they had to take a taxi to where they're going. And this has been an ongoing issue for good, for a very long time, literally. And we're still campaigning for that. We're still out there campaigning, trying to, you know, get accessible training for all so yeah it's it's been an on up a long up bill um battle but yeah. yeah so could you talk us through what actions have happened in that campaign uh we've done we've joined up with um oh what's that called i've got to think of the group that we got involved with I can't think of what they're called now, honestly. Um, the class is Disability um, Rights Singer and they're based in Melbourne and they helped create a campaign for us online during COVID time and yeah. involved everyone talking about what it was like not having accessible, managing in life without the world without accessible transport for people, how, how a lot of people feel like they're locked out, like there's, because they can't go nowhere. So that story, um, that they helped us create that online campaign. And well, like I said about it, we're, um, but, uh, we're still trying to, we're still fighting for accessible transport. So, yeah, um, there's been others. We've also, we were meant to do a protest at one point where this choir would get together and sing a song in front of the train and actually stop the train from going to Melbourne. That was the idea. <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, but that sort of got cancelled because of COVID. And um, there's been, uh, we've also, we've written to the government. We've, we've written to, um, to the, the transport um, in Melbourne and it's just like literally hitting a brick wall. You know, they don't really want to listen. It's like, yeah. So, but we, we, like I said, we're still out there. We're still, we're still fighting and, yeah, we just hope one day the government will actually listen to us and realise that, you know, I mean, what we have is just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, people in wheelchairs forced to take taxis to go to Melbourne? It's, yeah. Yeah. They don't get a chance to go on a train and only because sometimes they think that the excuses they get is that it's broken down and, there's only, I think there's only like two disabled carriages for the mortable train. And that's it. It's just, yeah. It Ridiculous. makes absolutely no sense to me. No. It's- no, and it doesn't. And like I said, and this is, and then, and then 
Warnabula, the uh, Torts and Warnabula train station. Um, till we had two ladies come to a conference, it was called the Transport Conference Forum in Warnabula. One of them wanted to go to the toilet and she couldn't even go to the toilet because her scooter couldn't get in the disabled toilets. Oh. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I have this, like every time, like I'm an artist and I do art things and involves yeah. dealing with galleries and things like that. Yeah. And I've, I've been working quite hard trying to develop a list of accessible venues. Yeah. And they almost all fall down on that one aspect. Yeah. Uh, the the toilet isn't fully accessible. accessible. The door's not wide enough. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the toilet inside is quite nice yeah. and it's quite but, roomy. Yeah. But you can't get into it. Exactly. But actually with, with our Audible Train Station, there's not, it's not actually the door, it's actually getting into where the torts are. Like the, the aisle is like this. Yeah. <laughs> and the disability torts right there near the end. So you got two doors. You got one door you come through. And then you got another door you got to get through. And then you got this like little hall about this bigger. And then this old toilet's just down near the end. And you, you, you couldn't get a wheelchair in there. You couldn't get even walk in there. It's just that small. Is that like that? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It makes you wonder. Mm how they, they came to that decision exactly. to begin with, to put it there. It's... Exactly. I mean, at this day with toilets, they've just now fixed up the toilets down in Camperdown train stations, and now there's three disabled toilets in Camperdown train stations. But that took a lot of people coming together again, complaining about how bad it was. They only had two at once, and then now, like, there's, yeah, about three or four disabled toilets, so, yeah. And it's, oh, it's, it's quite wide. It is quite wide and easy getting. But there was a talk from a lady on Facebook. She said the flooring was an issue with her walker. So something about the floor yeah. tiles or something were a bit. Yeah, yeah they can be quite slippery. Mm. And and uh, especially if they're using tiles. Yeah, I think it was uh, something to the floor. I don't know, the, 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 it's not actually tired, but something about the floor she said was unstable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I know. Uh, sometimes with my walking stick that it slips yeah. on the wet oh, tiles. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it can be quite dangerous. So yeah. having a, if you're reliant on a walker and you go into some of those older toilets, yeah, you're going to be so aware and so mm, careful exactly. of what, yeah. how you move and where you put your walker. Exactly, yeah. And um, we also now got a disability toilet, a accessible toilet down in the um, park, Apex Park, which took, again, a lot of people complaining about not enough accessibility toilets in Camperdown alone. So, yeah, which is really good. So... The only thing I don't, I'm not happy is that it's already being vandalised by probably kids uh, that have gone in there and literally vandalised it. It's been the toilet was blocked up. The um, the the little soak suspenser was ripped out. The tap, um, the, the sink was plonked up. And I was like, what kind of person does that? Vandalise something like that, you know? Uh. And, and, and so that comes back to that sort of argument of trying to get um, a bit more disability awareness training yes. Yes. throughout Definitely. society. So yeah. 
that's looking the thing. At, at trying to get it more into the schools. And that's what we're, that's what our ability groups does. Our our all ability advocacy group builds awareness, tries to build awareness by running forums, um, running exhibitions to, um, you know, make people aware of disabilities and rights, and yeah, accessible, you know, make everything accessible. So, and I, I'm in a in a in a way, I I'm I'm actually like I love living in Kenya because. I always feel welcome in everything I do. So with the karate, they, you know, they understand I have a disability. They understand that it may take me longer to know, to, you know, to keep the moves going. Some of the moves that I have to do, it takes me a little longer to sort of process everything and to understand yeah. it all. And and, and um, so yeah, they make they make they make you feel they make they know that and they make you feel welcome and they have an understanding of my disability, which is really good. And same with slipper camp. The guys there are just fantastic. They're wonderful to be around with, and they made me feel such welcome and this and assist, you know, um, welcome into the group, and then made me feel so, um, yeah, that they understand that, that I have a disability. And again, it's the same thing. They know it might take longer to do stuff, but yeah, this is a, fr- a really welcoming, friendly environment with both the classes I do. And uh, I've got a, I've got a town that literally has taken years, but they're finally accepting my disability. Nothing about us without us. Thanks to all the VatChat team who contributed today. Our presenter and producer, Warren Laurel. Our audio director and composer, Dan Sullivan. And a special thanks to Beck Biddle for sharing her story today. VatChat podcast is part of the Voice at the Table training. Voiceatthetable.com.au